Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Bipolar Diaries. Uh, this week's episode would be, oh shit, episode five, I think we're up to, um, which is Bipolar and Boyfriends. So who is ready to spill the tea? Okay, Mojito. Yes, I made a mojito for this one because I need a drink to get through this. Um, no, I'm joking. But yeah, I think um, obviously uh, this is kind of a funny one, kind of an interesting one because yes, it is true. People with bipolar can have relationships. I know I had no idea. Um, and so I'm kind of going through my relationships over since before my diagnosis and when I was like, you know, young and immature. That's the thing though. Some of this is probably just because I was young and immature and in other parts is because I was undiagnosed bipolar. Um, and then during my diagnosis and then after my diagnosis. Yes, I have been around town and so I do have many ex-boyfriends and that's why they cover all different areas of pre, during and post-diagnosis. <laughs> um, so I guess to kick things off, hold on, I just need a sip of this drink. I sound really weird when I drink. Hold on. It's like a really, uh, I don't know. Anyway. Um, so I feel like personally, like, especially when I was a lot, um, younger. And when I say younger, I mean, you know, like 2019, all that jazz, even like up until, even when I was diagnosed bipolar or just someone in general that had mental illness, I felt like I didn't deserve to be in a relationship. Like I would honestly settle and I don't say settle in the fact that you know I'm better than anyone else but settle for someone that disrespected me because I thought I didn't deserve anything better than that because I you know I think with people with bipolar you think you're a burden you think you're baggage and like you know people always say like don't date someone with baggage and I'm like oh, I got so many bags so I'm kind of like oh like I don't know who would want to fucking go out with me so you know, there was a time that when someone wanted to date me, I was like, oh my God, um, so excited. And so I definitely have been with guys that don't deserve this fucking queen. Um, and so I think that's, yeah, I, sorry, I've written notes again because this is just such a fucking good topic. Like, I, you, I, as I said last week, I liked this off the cuff. This topic is just so, I think, interesting and this can be taken either way, you know, boyfriends and bipolar or girlfriends and bipolar or whoever and bipolar. But, um, yeah, because I mean, when you look at someone with bipolar, it's not like you can see what's wrong with them and from the outside. And even if you meet them for the first time, like a lot of people who have met me and just know me kind of like from, you know, as an acquaintance and like sometimes see me out would never have guessed that I have bipolar. So, you know, I think it's definitely a struggle when you can't see what is wrong with us. So not that anything's wrong with us. Like I've got to watch what the fuck I say. Cause I've got to, you know, I'm trying to build us up and higher. So I got to watch. I'm really, I think I'm just like really hyper right now. Maybe I'm in a manic state, but like I've had a really big, big day at work. And usually like when I've had a big day at work, I almost get more hyper. It's really weird. Um, but yeah. So I think cause you can't see what is the issue. It makes us feel like we don't, I don't know, maybe other people who do have like physical, I don't know. Anyway, back on track. So usually in relationships, especially 
before my bipolar diagnosis, I mean, actually, even still today, if I really overly like someone like so much, I get super anxious. So I personally, I don't know if it's a maturity thing or not, but I don't think I can be in a relationship until I get over that. And like, until I can be with someone and not be so anxious and needing like reassurance and things like that. And there's some people I've been with where I don't need that, but there's others that I'm with and it's probably the guys that I feel like who are judging me that I get really anxious. So yeah, maybe I'm just dating the wrong people, which is a reoccurrence I've noticed through all my podcasts that I keep mentioning. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, I got, I get really anxious, especially like, like beyond before, um, my bipolar diagnosis, it was like, it was so debilitating. I couldn't, I had to take time off school. I was so anxious. I nearly, I pretty much fucked up my whole HSC. So my final year exams all over a boy because I was dumped. Um, so my first, I mean, I had boyfriends before that, but this was like my first proper boyfriend. And this isn't like a name and shame thing. Like I'm on really great terms with all my ex-boyfriends besides one. Um, but the rest of them, I'm like, I could message them tomorrow and be like, Hey, what's up? Like, and we could have a chat and it would be so, it would, you know, it would just be fine. Like we're friends, acquaintances, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so I'm on great terms with them. And so I, this isn't like a name and shame kind of thing. This is just like funny stories. Um, besides one of them. Anyway, so my first proper boyfriend that I actually, you know, like had sleepover at my house was when I was 18 or when I was 17, turning 18, I was just finishing high school kind of thing, like going into my final year. And I was so in like kid love, you know, young love. And I instantly was like, oh my God, we're getting married. Like I met the man of my dreams. And, you know, he was so funny and I was like, funnier so it just worked it just we clicked um and I, I remember when we broke up I read back on our conversations because I was like I miss you and um I was just like oh my god we were so fucking cute and so I was obsessed with us and anyway you know I then went to like I got so obsessed that I went to these extremes like I would do these over the top romantic gestures that just like that sounds nice, but it, it wasn't like, it was too far. And I can see how it would make someone be like, what the fuck? Like, and I was just constantly looking for reassurance. I was really just a fucking mess. I had to give away my phone so I wouldn't message him. Like it was just, oh, I'm getting sweaty even just fucking thinking about this. Like anyway, and so he was like a young boy and like you know we're both immature so he didn't know how to deal with it so clearly he was just like see ya and I totally get that I honestly I don't have any hard feelings just because it's just like I would have I yeah like if I was in a normal state of mind I would have felt the same um but yeah so we broke up and I just like deteriorated because I was you know going through the HSC I was stressed I was undiagnosed bipolar. I had an eating disorder and I like a recipe for fucking disaster. I actually don't know how I made it through that period of my life, to be honest. And not all because of a boy, but all everything I just listed. Like I wasn't liked at school very much at times. And like, it, it was just too much, you know, I nearly didn't complete my HSC. Um, the day of my final performance for drama, I just like broke down crying and couldn't, was almost not going to do it and let like a a team down, but obviously I pulled it together. Um, but yeah, it's just, 
that was a really fucked up time in my life. Like I, I honestly don't know how I got through it. And I just remember one of my teachers, she had to, I came into school and I was like, I'm not doing my legal studies exam. I can't do it. And she had to lock me in her office to force me to stay at school and force me to study and would not let me out until I went to my exam. So, I mean, even though that sounds fucked, like I'm really grateful for that because I'm so glad I accomplished that and completed it. I think I would have really regretted it, but this was not all over a boy, but you know, partially over a boy. Cause I was just a mess. You know, I was so anxious and I lost so much weight as you all know, um, from my previous podcasts. And I became like pretty much, a f- I swear I could have been an alcoholic at this point. Like I was drinking into oblivion. I was just always fucked up until I then developed this really bad eating disorder and went to Europe and had to come home early. And then when I came back, I started seeing this guy. Oh my God, I was just about to say his name. <laughs> I was started seeing this person. Um, and he was the complete opposite of my previous boyfriend. Oh my God, I hope I didn't say my previous boyfriend's name. I can't remember. Anyway, he was the complete opposite. And he was not funny. He was judgmental as fuck. Like, and oh, anyway, just whatever. I shouldn't be so cruel, like to talk like this, but I don't give a fuck. But he was just very, um, yeah, judgmental of me and literally was like, you're crazy. And he basically was... He said to me when we broke up that if he had not, because I told him about my eating disorder that I came back from Europe like a couple of months into our relationship. He only thought I'd come back because of something else, like a family reason. And when we broke up, he had said to me, um, if you, if I, if I had known that you had, um, had an eating disorder, I would never have gone out with you. And I was like, oh, like just, yeah. Um, so that was rough. And yeah, he just really like drained me and took so much out of me and was very, he was quite emotionally abusive. Maybe he's matured. I mean, we were both really young at the time. I didn't know, again, I was undiagnosed bipolar. So I, I do also partially blame myself for putting a lot of that on him. Like I was a mess, but also the way he handled it was not great. And, you know, I think he's a dick, but maybe that was just that point in time. I don't know what he's like anymore. Anyway, so we broke up and I was, you know, in therapy. I was freaking out about weight and along comes my next boyfriend, <laughs> you know, because I was like, I can't be alone. Um, oh God, I'm getting really hot. Anyway, I think it's just the stress of this conversation and having to relive the memories of all my exes. And so then um, I moved to, the, again, the next boyfriend because I just was, you know, I... I felt like I had to get married young and I felt like I needed to have babies because I don't know if anyone else with bipolar feels like this, but, or when they were undiagnosed, especially, or, you know, not going through treatment or anything like that. But when I have been, uh, what's the word? So when I've been in that point in my life, undiagnosed and everything, I have felt like my brain was too messed up and too on overdrive and too thinking about everything that I physically couldn't handle think feeling as though I could, you know, be the breadwinner or have a career and, you know, do amazing things and be successful in life. I physically was like, I cut my brain can't handle that. It's just, there's no space for it in my brain. The only thing I can handle is having a husband who's going to do everything and get, have babies. 
so that's what pretty much I was just like, I met this guy and he was so sweet. I don't know, like I kind of definitely went into it kind of as a bit of a rebound at the time, but I became again, like obsessed with him, but he was like in love with me as well. So it kind of worked. Like he was so sweet to me and I took a lot of crap out on him and he went through my diagnosis with me. And even though I could tell he didn't understand it and he was so lost and confused at times, he was just still so supportive. Never like once made me feel like he was going to break up with me or made me feel just like insecure or anything like that. He, I knew he was there with me. And I think I was more confident in that relationship knowing that he was going to be there because I'd learned from my previous relationship. You know, I'd come out of my bad relationship with all these things that this person had judged me for. And so I then took the opposite effect when this boyfriend would be like, you know, sometimes you do this and it really upsets me. And I would be like, well, that's how I am. You can't change me. And really aggressive. Like I wouldn't compromise. And that wasn't good, but I'm glad that I learnt from that previous relationship that I shouldn't change for someone else if it's changing something that, you know, is great about me. So I'm, even though that I feel bad for doing that to him and I I think I have apologised to him. I think I spoke to him the other day because he read my blog and we're all G. But yeah, he was really sweet and yeah, I went through my um, diagnosis. I started medication and he was with me throughout the whole thing. And then suddenly one day I just was like, oh my God, this is not what I want. This like, <laughs> well, I think it was High School Musical just then. And they're like, this is not what I want. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, this is not what I want. Um, and I just thought I didn't want to just have babies and get married. Like I wanted to be the shit. I wanted to, like, I couldn't fathom just having a career, like just a kind of like whatever career and like, you know, settling down and making my life about children or anything like that. I was like, I need to make it big. I need to be the biggest shit that came out of Australia. That's my how my thought went. And I really offended like my mom. I would feel like to her mom, I have no idea how you just had children and like, you know, work, but like, you know, you you raised us and that, you know, that's, that's, I mean, she's done so much. I'm just, that's not the right thing. But I just didn't, couldn't fathom that people didn't want to, you know, be like famous and didn't want to have these amazing, like extraordinary, bigger than life careers. Um, and I think it's because it was the first time I really actually let myself, let my mind go to those places of like, this is what I can do. This is what I can accomplish. So then I obviously realized that I didn't want to be with this boyfriend. I'm really sorry. Um, and we broke up. And I then went on a rampage and was just like living my best single life and fucking loved it and was being amazing until I met my final, most recent boyfriend who I absolutely adore, um, ex-boyfriend, sorry, um, who is back in Australia. And he is my favorite because he definitely helped me. Like I felt so adored by him and I adored him as well. And like, it just made me, he was so accepting of who I was and he, though I remember that when I told him that I had bipolar and he was, we were listening to these ladies who were having a conversation, I could hear them and they were bad mouthing bipolar. And I was just sitting there like fuming. And then we got up and I was leaving and I was just like, I think you should know, like I have bipolar. And he was like, okay, like nothing. And he made me feel just so good about myself and made me realize how much I deserve. Um, and it was so like, it was just so nice to be like, so loved by someone like that. Um, and to experience that and know that I 
you know, everyone's worthy of that. Everyone is worthy of love. Um, and that I should have never let anyone let me think that I wasn't. So I guess that like brings me to my point, basically. It's just that, you know, for people who think, I think with when we have bipolar, we do think, you know, we're carrying this extra burden that no one wants to be with and, you know, or whoever is with us is a saint. They have to put up with us. And I actually think that's kind of like the joke sometimes, you know, is like, oh my God, whoever's going to put up with her is a saint. And it's like, ha ha ha. It's like, no, it's not fucking funny. I mean, I laugh at it, but I'm like, nah, not really. Because we are so like, I'm fucking fun. And I like have a great personality. I'm super caring, especially to the people I love. So who the fuck wouldn't want to be with me? So I think we need to give ourselves a lot more credit. And everyone has fucking bullshit in their lives and even though some of us like we have bipolar doesn't mean we're gonna fuck up your life and take you for this like ins- I mean we are like there probably will be an insane ride actually you know this my favorite ex-boyfriend is like oh my god there's never a dull moment with you but he fucking loved it and I'm like this is true there is never a dull moment with me and as I've gotten older I've been able to you know when something was upsetting him instead of you know freaking out on him being like well deal with it I would try and figure out a way to compromise and I guess that's partially from you know growing up and learning about my bipolar and how to rethink things and then partially just from everything I've learned from my previous relationships so for anyone with bipolar out there or any just anyone with just mental issues in general you definitely deserve the love of your life because you're fucking queen you're fucking awesome and don't let anyone else tell you different. <laughs> anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It actually went a lot longer than I thought it would. Um, I can definitely feel myself, like right now I can, I don't know if it's manic, but I feel like my pace of my voice is a lot faster than the other weeks. And my brain is going from like different things in my head, like randomly bringing up high school musical and things like that. And it's just, I don't know. Anyway, we'll be better tomorrow. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this one. And I hope you got a laugh out of it. I hope no one's offended. Like I hope, you know, my ex-boyfriends aren't offended. Um, But yeah, I hope everyone feels a little bit, you know, like deserving and worthy after this. And next week I will be back with my sixth episode, which I currently cannot remember. But Maybe that's just a little suspense for you. You'll see. Anyway, thanks for joining, guys.